I thank God for all who have led us in worship today. We are starting a new sermon series at the outset of a new year. And the series is called Questions Raised. Uh, many of us at Second Baptist have been reading through the New Testament in the past year, and several wonderful questions have arisen as people have been reading the scriptures carefully. It's great to have questions because when you ask questions, you have opportunity to grow in faith. Uh, there's so many questions that were raised. Uh, the first one uh, that was raised, uh, or one that has been raised a lot from many different angles, has been questions about the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so today I'm going to preach from one of the most striking Trinitarian passages in the Bible. I'll read Mark 1, 4 through 13 from the New Revised Standard Version. And the title of the sermon is God of the Wilderness. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Let us pray. Lord God, in this preaching moment, I simply ask that you would help me to speak your word. Help them to hear your word. And Lord, help us all to do your word. I pray in the name of Christ our Savior. Amen. Mark's gospel begins in the wilderness. That's where John the Baptist was preaching. And that's where Jesus showed up to be baptized. When we hear the word wilderness, we might think of a lovely, verdant location where we can get away, a place where evergreens tower over a winding river or daisies dot the Appalachian Trail. But in the Bible, the wilderness is grim territory, a desolate area devoid of civilization. The biblical wilderness is basically a desert, very hot very dry, very hard on humanity. Deuteronomy 8 calls it the terrible wilderness, an arid wasteland with poisonous snakes and scorpions. 
The wilderness was home to many wild beasts, and to make things worse, it was believed to be the abode of demons. The wilderness is a troublesome locale. It's where the Israelites wandered for 40 years, grumbling, complaining, suffering, longing for a home. The wilderness is where Jesus was tempted by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights without any food. These days, the wilderness is where we find ourselves in life's most daunting and difficult seasons. Sometimes life is like a desert where troubles multiply like the grains of sand and our stress level rises like the midday sun. We all go through seasons of fear, insecurity, doubt, pressure, pain, loss, anxiety, illness, and circumstances that are just plain hard. Sometimes it feels like the world has us under its thumb. Sometimes adversity haunts us. Sometimes we face our own demons. When we experience isolation, confusion, or discouragement, we're walking in the wilderness. When we go through trials or temptation, we are walking in the wilderness. When we stumble through rocky stretches of life, we're walking in the wilderness, loneliness, troubled relationships, financial strain, tough times at work, hard times at home, struggles at school, health problems, grief and loss. Whether you're young or old, rich or poor, living the good life or living a tough life, we all go through seasons in the wilderness. Have you ever noticed that Mark's gospel starts with the words, the beginning of the good news, and then opens in the wilderness? What an odd juxtaposition. Good news, wilderness. Here's the beginning of the good news. John appeared in the wilderness. Mark is conveying that there is good news in the wilderness. The wilderness is not only where the Israelites struggled for years, it's also where God gave them manna from heaven. The wilderness is not only where Christ was tempted by the devil, it's also where angels came and ministered to him. God provides in the wilderness. God comforts us in the rocky stretches. God comes to us in the bleak settings of life. What is more, God is fully revealed in the wilderness. As Christ emerges from the Jordan, rubbing his watery eyes, the heavens are 
torn apart, the spirit descends, and a voice from heaven says, You are my son, the beloved. Although the doctrine of the Holy Trinity is not spelled out in Scripture, Jesus' baptism is one of the most compelling Trinitarian moments in the whole Bible. God the Father speaks. God the Son is baptized. God the Spirit descends from the heavens. One of the best explanations of the Holy Trinity was offered by St. Augustine, the towering 4th century philosopher, theologian, and preacher. Augustine explained the Trinity on the basis of 1 John 4, 8, which states, God is love. He observed that there are three elements in love. The one who loves, the one who is loved, and the love itself. In other words, there is the lover, the beloved, and the love between them. Likewise, said Augustine, God exists in three equal, unified persons in a communion of divine love. This Trinitarian pattern of the lover, the beloved, and the love between them is showcased in Mark 1. God the Father is the lover who speaks from heaven. God the Son is Christ who is called beloved. And the Spirit, God the Spirit, is the love between them descending from heaven to earth like a dove. The triune God who is one in three and three in one. The triune God who is a circulation of divine love among Father, Son, and Spirit appears in the wilderness. Or perhaps I should say bursts into the wilderness. You see, whereas Matthew and Luke relate this same scene by saying the heavens were opened, Mark says the heavens were torn apart. The Greek term translated torn apart connotes tearing or dividing, an intentional ripping apart. Mark uses this graphic term in order to describe divine revelation. God passionately rips through the cosmic veil between heaven and earth in order to reveal God's self at Jesus' baptism. The heavens tearing apart signals that God loves us so fervently and God is committed to us so fiercely that God is willing to break through any barriers that separate us from God. The one who is Father, Son, and Spirit seeks to envelop us into the magnificent communion of divine love. I find it significant that one of the most important instances of divine revelation in the entire Bible and perhaps the most important Trinitarian revelation in all of Scripture takes place in the wilderness. When God offered a definitive self-revelation, it didn't take place in some enchanting palace or some exquisite temple or some pleasant park 
somewhere. It took place in the terrible wilderness. We have a God who shows up in the rough places. If you're going through a hard time, or if you're dealing with a struggle in your life, keep an eye out for God. If you feel like you're moving through an arid or adverse stretch in your journey, watch out for God. Although the wilderness is a rough place, God will meet you there. When we feel as if life is coming apart at the seams, the heavens are too, so that God may appear to us. On April 7th, 2006, tornadoes ransacked Middle Tennessee, killing 12 people and injuring over 60 others. During a television broadcast that evening that I was watching, a man recounted how two twisters attacked his neighborhood at the same time. With tears streaming down his face and a quivering voice, this man reported that his house was destroyed and all of his possessions were ruined. He had lost everything. Then he gathered himself briefly in front of the TV camera and said, but I know God and he's going to help me and we'll work it out together. What a witness he was. This man knows the God who comes to us in the wilderness. Some years ago, I heard a young woman speak at a commissioning service for missionaries. She said that when she was 16 years old, her family situation was very hard. High school was painful, and she literally wished that she were dead. But during this time, a teacher at her school invited her to church. So she went to church with the teacher where she heard the good news of Christ and gave her life to Christ by faith. God came to her in the wilderness. God showed up through a teacher, through a church, and through a message, and God saved her. Now she's grown up and has gone to another continent to spread the same good news that reached her in the wilderness and totally transformed her life. In the 1970s, my mother was a graduate student in Illinois. One night, she got news that her mother back home in North Carolina had been diagnosed with cancer. The doctors were to perform surgery the next day to see if they could remove the cancer before it spread. But they were concerned that it may have already spread, and this worried my mom terribly. In her apartment that night, she cried her eyes out. She was concerned about her mother and upset that she couldn't afford to fly home and be with her in this trying time as she sobbed uncontrollably, her tear-soaked eyes saw a blurry Bible on her desk. So she picked it up, hoping to find a word of comfort 
from God. And when she opened her Bible, it fell open to the Psalms, and her eyes immediately fell upon Psalm 30, verse 5. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. As she read those words, a supernatural peace overwhelmed her whole body. She fell asleep that night convinced that God had given her peace. Joy indeed came the next day as she learned that the doctors were able to remove all the cancer and her mother was going to be fine. On a dreary night in Evanston, Illinois, God met my mom in the wilderness. God appeared to her through the inspired words of Holy Scripture. It's important to recognize, however, that even when the outcome is not so good, God always shows up to be with us. I used to go to church with a woman named Karen, whose mother had a debilitating disease. Her mother's condition deteriorated to the point that they put her in the ICU. That same week, Karen's father, who had been in good health, had a heart attack. So for several days, Karen cared for her mother and her father in the same ICU. I saw her at church one Sunday during this period briefly, and I asked her if she was hanging in there. She said, yeah, I'm hanging but I don't know how people make it through the hard times if they don't know God. My faith is what is getting me through. I know God is with me. Karen's father was eventually able to go home. Her mother passed away. But God came to Karen in the wilderness, providing presence, comfort, and strength to persevere. God's revelation and God's presence are intended to convey God's love. The one who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit shows up in the wilderness in order to enfold us in the Trinitarian communion of divine love. If you are in the wilderness today, don't dismay. God will meet you there. If you're dealing with temptation or some struggle in your life, keep your eyes out for God. Some of the hardest times in my own life have been occasions when I have sensed God the strongest. Sometimes it's when we're at our lowest that we can clearly see the Most High. The one who came to Hagar in the wilderness when she had been kicked out of the house and had no place to go, will come to you in your wilderness. The one who came to Elijah when he was in deep despair, feeling totally alone in this world, will come to you in your moments of despair. The one who met Daniel deep in the lion's den is a very present help in our time of trouble. The one who healed the hemorrhaging woman comforts us on the sickbed, and the one who raised Lazarus from the grave will even meet us in the wilderness of death to give us life again on the other side. Thanks be 
to God, the God of the wilderness. Thanks be to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God who does not hide in some heavenly habitat, but reveals God's self to us. Thanks be to God who shows up in a big way when we are feeling small. Thanks be to God who says to all baptized believers, you are my beloved child. Thanks be to God who tears open the heavens and meets us in the wilderness. Amen.